Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to grab a six-pack of cheap beer and a bag of those weird rubber worm things that they sell at sporting goods stores and then head on down to the fishing hole. You mean bait? (laughs) Oh, is that what they are? It's grunt work. again girls what's my weakness grunts okay then we got them here on grunt work your one-stop shop for all the things about the tv show home improvement i will confess that i seldom know the songs that you're talk singing but they still bring me such joy uh i am landon uh Bait and Tackle Solano. I didn't write these. You're just, this and, is like jazz. Just uh, go with it. Just go with it. Always joined with me is my co-host, Truman. Uh, hook, line, and sinker, Caps. That's perfect. You yes-anded your way through I that did, one. I did, to myself. Yeah. Yes. Um, Truman, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Landon. And as I'm seeing you, I'm seeing someone else here in Grunt yes, Studios we, with we us. we have a, a, a background guest A uh, live today. studio audience. Hello. <laughs> Do you at least want to say hello into the mic? Hello. What, what is your name? Jennifer Reeser. Jennifer Reeser. Full name, doxing yourself. Do you get a... Do you get a what? Um, a middle name? Um, well, you introduced yourself, so you gotta give yourself a middle name. Okay, well, you gave him a middle name. Um, oh. Uh, Je- Jennifer the Observer Girl. Uh, Reeser. It's not really fishing. The Tool Girl. Oh, no, yeah, fishing oriented. Jennifer the... Um, uh, fly Girl. Oh, that's Thank good. You. Okay. Jennifer, All pretty right. fly for a white girl. Shit, doesn't rhyme. Uh, still, still. Like <laughs> uh, Jennifer, Rod, and Reeser. Nah, there's not. Yeah. There's not a thing in there. <laughs> the point is, we've got a friend with us in yes. in the studio. We're you know, it's 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 keeping things loose. It's keeping things fun. <laughs> we were joking about you being the Paul Schaefer of yeah. this episode. She <laughs> may or may not chime in uh, depending on her 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 depending on her. It's her choice. Depending Women on the movie, have her. their own choice about what they want to do. That makes you a damn sight more progressive than Tim, certainly in this episode. <laughs> uh, Truman, what do we do on this show? Well, on this show, we we watch work. we watch episodes on this show Grunt Work. We watch episodes of the TV series Home Improvement, we and do. then we talk about them. Indeed, we do. And did we do that this week? Yes, yes, we did. I was trying very hard to slip a DVD of Muppet Babies into <laughs> into the DVD player. <laughs> I haven't seen that since I was a kid, and I would love to to revisit that. Let me tell you the reason that I, I happened to, don't ask me why, but I wound up doing a little bit of research about Muppet Babies this afternoon, and wound <laughs> okay. up having a whole lot of Muppet Babies flashbacks. I think I watched way more of that show when I was a kid than I realized. <laughs> Suddenly learning, like, wait, who did the voice of the nanny? And like, wait, what? Wait, there's a new Muppet Babies now? And Jenny Slate is the voice of the new nanny? And it's all computer animated? Oh my god, I didn't know that part. And I just was thinking all this is like, I should do a Muppet Babies joke on the show this afternoon. Maybe it'll bring us to an interesting place. It brought me to a place of joy. Yeah. Is well, that interesting? Well, no, as soon as as soon as we actually watch a Muppet Baby, I think it will give us the same response that Home Improvement is given, which is eventually it drives us to, to sadness. <laughs> Sometimes. Did it, t- did it this week? Uh, it drove it drove me to you know I I think we both last week we went to a pretty dark place <laughs> it, it did it, it was a, it was a hard comeback and I think you were you were being harder on us in our private conversations about this than I am <laughs> because for me it's like Tim was really whack last week and yeah. I think we responded appropriately you think that we were being I think he was wiggity 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 whack okay not just whack but which the... is why I went way off the rails yes I and... feel like I became 
the the quintessential bleeding heart liberal. Uh, like I'm the reason that people give him that nickname. Yeah. Oh, uh, when I was bitching last week. So. You, you you're part of the problem. Is what you're saying. <laughs> you're saying that you're in your response. So Tim was wiggity wiggity whack, but in response to Tim's whackness, you yourself were so emphatic that you became whack. It's true. Yes, I. That is exactly what I'm saying. Well, uh, you know, I, I, so, and this week I want us to try and avoid having, let's just call it a whack attack, but, uh, but did I we, think. Did we want to call it that? I said, let's avoid calling it that. Or else if, well, I don't, I don't want to have to find a name for it in the first yeah. place. Uh, yeah. I don't want us avoid to Avoid calling place. it whack attack is pretty much like saying the artist formerly known as Prince. Like <laughs> you're still technically calling him Prince. You're just saying, I'm not going to call him Prince anymore. Y- so y- we're not technically going to call it a whack attack. No, we're not. But <laughs> I'm just saying whatever happens this week, I think Tim was really whack in this episode as well. This, yeah. the past two episodes are like a two part. If you asked me to designate two episodes that sum up all the worst of Tim's character and how this show posits <laughs> that that is okay, yeah. these two episodes would kind of be them. He does get a little bit of his comeuppance in this episode, though, uh, at the end. A little bit. Uh, I think Al gets the real comeuppance for having Tim as a friend. I think Al fair. is the one who yeah. gets most of the punishment. And but. don't we all, because we are stuck here for another two and a half years. <sighs> uh, but you know what? I enjoy it. I enjoy this process. I, I, no, hey, I enjoy you know, being I, here with you. I enjoy home improvement, despite... And my qualms with Tim. I enjoy the show as well. And was it not Marcel Proust who said that that when you're li- when you're doing hard stuff and your life is kind of shitty, that that actually makes you a better person? I think that was the exact quote, <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> and um, well, speaking of Tim and his uh, shenanigans, do you have a uh, an idea, a synopsis, some words even? That described what happened this week. Not only do I have words, I've taken the liberty of organizing them into sentences, and mm. I've added a dash of punctuation. Oh, wow. Uh, so, while Jill and uh, Al's girlfriend Eileen enjoy a girl's weekend, Tim goes ice fishing with Al in a fishing shack that Al's thinking of buying. Although Al wants to use their time in the one-room shack on the lake to talk and get to know each other, Tim rebuffs Al's advances, watching TV, losing Al's supplies, and falling through a hole in the ice, losing their car keys in the process. By the time Wilson arrives with the spare keys, Al is furious at Tim. Wilson explains to Tim that sometimes your friends expect you to engage with their lives in a meaningful way. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) And Tim makes an effort to talk to Al the whole way home, even though he accidentally burns the shack down on his way out the door. That is a very full synopsis. That, and you know, they're just, and you might be thinking, hey, there wasn't a lot of detail on what Jill and the girls were doing, and well... We'll get there. Well, we, yeah, or yeah, it's not great. Uh, um, I I have an idea of what this episode is called. Well, Only, I mean, I do know what the actual name is, but uh, I, I'm going to throw out one of my yeah alternate titles. Give me a suggestion. Yeah, um, I'm going to call this one Ice Hole. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> Tim is banned in Ice Hole. Reese, have you got any good ones? Any well, ideas? Mine speaks more of what the women were doing. That's good. Okay, in, but like I came up with a sticky situation oh that's good that's you've really got the spirit of how they do these Mm -hmm. yeah and that's one that they totally would use uh for an episode like this in even though it should be like them uh maple syrup hunting do you hunt maple syrup i i think so you shoot you shoot the tree and then and (laughs) then the syrup comes comes out out. it's Yeah, you're dr- you're drinking blood on your pancakes when you put that on there. That's what that's what that's what Elmer's blood, yeah. doesn't want you to know. What uh, what do you think this title is called? Okay, I've got a few options. Okay, uh, Ice to Meet You, basically just straight ripping Mister Freeze. Yep. Uh, Love Shack. 
Ooh. Ooh. That w- if it went in a different direction. Maybe friendship shack is the better <laughs> is the better option. Okay. Or or like bro shack. I don't know. Uh, a bro shack test. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you see yourself becoming really good friends with someone, and other time you see your friend watching uh, TV instead of talking to right. you. Everyone sees their own thing. Okay. Um, this one this one is a is more of a stretch. A lake of empathy, as in like a lack of empathy, a lake uh, of empathy. I also wouldn't put it past the the writers to come up with something like that. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretching that wordplay as far as it will go. Oh well, I'm stre- it, get, it stretches a little bit <laughs> further right. in our last selection. Yeah, let's let's get fishy cow. <laughs> it's not even yeah. Fish, let's get fishy cow. I think that Love Shack and Let's Get Fishy Cal would make way more Physical. sense. Got it. Yeah. I see. If you put them next to each other, I would have got it. Yeah. it, it would, both of those would have made way more sense if Tim and Al had sex. <laughs> so I'm not saying that would improve the show, yeah. but. But will it, there be an episode down the line called Let's Get Physical? Oh, that would good. Yeah. You know? I know. I guess so. That's the one where where, uh, where Eileen and Al have sex for the first time. Because you know it has not <laughs> they, happened they yet. They are chast. Right I'm, pre- I'm pretty yeah. sure they kissed for the first time like one episode ago. Uh, so well, like, We saw it. They were making out big time. Yeah, the, but, but it was very much like... That was their first kiss. Yeah, That's yeah. That's why it was so passionate. They, they'd been like researching it ahead of time. <laughs> what did... What did... Well, I mean, I guess I'll start with you, Landon. What yeah. did you think of this episode? Um... It definitely didn't get under my skin the way that Dream On did, okay. but uh, it, it's still, I don't know, this season just has really taken a, a slump for me. I don't know if it's like we're past the honeymoon phase here with this, and like <laughs> we're actually doing the work part of our title. Yeah. Um, the grunts are all out of the way now. Yeah, and I certainly don't want to seem like someone that is begrudgingly watching, a, like hate watching a show. Sure. I, I still enjoy it, but... There's the things that I love about Home Improvement just have been so absent in the last, I don't know, like 10 episodes. Yeah, it's been a bumpy road. It's yeah. been a bumpy road. Tim's been getting meaner. And uh, I'm just hoping that they're they're like holding out to, to bring everything, um, you know, back for some big episodes at the end of the season. Yeah, you know, we've run into mid-season slumps before, so yep. maybe that's another one of these. I, though I do have the recurring worry that we, this is just the point when, like, Tim got big enough that the show got crazy. Yeah. I mean, do you have any other additional thoughts to how you felt about this episode? Other than that, like, this episode got under my skin a lot because it's just, like, to me, this is just, like, such a fundamental, like, this is just a case of Al has made clear to Tim explicitly what his needs are and what he expects and what he wants from this weekend. Yeah. Tim has willingly gone along with this because the alternative is being around women. Ew, gross. And then the whole time, Tim is just being blatantly disrespectful to this person who he's close to, who one episode ago... He was saying, I love you like a brother and like acting like talking to him or interacting with him in any way on this trip that Alice invited him to go on is weird. It is a little weird. I don't know. This to this to me was really almost masochistic. Watching the amount of <laughs> laughter that gets inflicted on Al, who's really just genuinely being like, "Hey, I need a friend. I want yeah. someone to listen to me." Yeah. So this one pissed me off. Yeah. How about do do you want to chime in with? You haven't seen Homer for a minute, a long time, have you? I haven't. Yeah. So I don't really know what point he's at in his arc. What point are you at in your arc with life? And how does the home improvement fit into that? <laughs> this, is op- this is opening the ice hole way bigger to fish through. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Pornhub. Oh, no. Yeah, he, he did some real work on that ice hole. Um, he just is, he's, he's a real uh, high school bully. Tim? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that's always 
or if he goes in and out of that. He goes a little in and out. Yeah. He has he has now good on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he does have some genuine, you know, good moments. He has heartfelt moments. He has sentimental moments. Uh, They're just doled out so sparingly, yeah, though. It's like a little pellet of it that. It is. There would be, like, one episode a season where he's like, oh, man, that you were the perfect husband and father. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. we haven't seen him be a good friend yet, but... <laughs> that's yeah. They got a whole lot of show left ahead yeah. of us. That's the season fina- series finale. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't really get set up to, like, reel away from femininity mm-hmm. and softness. So, like, yeah. just escaping from the girls' weekend. Which brings me... Uh, to, to another girls' weekend. Yeah. As he right. saw it. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to the actual title of this episode. Oh, which yeah, which we I never even over. asked for. I'm mm-hmm. Shit, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is called Real Men. R-E-E-L. Bingo. Because mm-hmm. fishing rods. You know... You reel them in. You know... Okay... It's all right. It's not bad. Well, I'm not going to cut throw shade at it. It's all right. Let's go into the deep dive because yeah. I do have some questions about what it is to be a real man. Let, let's go. I've had those <laughs> questions too. We'll I, finally figure honestly it out. I've been asking them my whole life. But um, we we start at the cold open. It's an episode of Tool Time and the Grunt Creep has devolved into basically just being a decal again. Yeah, he's just a title. He's just like yeah. stuck to the screen. He's not anthropomorphized at all. And he falls off. He's not got arms. He's not playing with a hat. He's yep. not bouncing around. He's just and words on a screen. The the camera starts on two doorways uh, on the Tool Time set and they open up and Tim and Al walk out. Yes. Now, I want to immediately crack this open for question. Yeah. Um, this is not the beginning of an episode of Tool Time. This is the beginning episode of Home Improvement. Beginning of an episode. Yeah. So, what was happening on the Tool Time, uh, in the t- world of Tool Time, that they're just standing behind these two doors to open them simultaneously? 30 minutes of dead air. I'm just the doors. <laughs> People can't get enough of that shit. Tool Time's audience is weird. <laughs> the very esoteric, yeah. Yeah. L- Lynchian, even. <laughs> yeah, there's some creepy music playing in the background. And it's a dwarf opens, a smaller door down below. Uh, that's good, man. That's backwards no, that's, for it as no, everybody knows what time it is. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. You're, you, you, you came locked and loaded for your Twin Peaks jokes today. Uh... Yeah, so they, they they come in and they're they're doing honestly a lot like the way we start our podcast, basically going like, So, what's new with you? What are you doing? And then yeah. they're talking about how you install a um kick a guard kick... on a on a door. Yeah, yeah. The bottom it, of the door, the, the metal tin aluminum yeah. thing. And even like the two door thing, do we feel is like a real obvious allusion to like the yin and yang balance of real men? Yeah. You know, know. And one of the doors was all nice and had a kick plate on it. And the other one was all yeah. scuffed up and shitty. That was the one that Al came through. You could almost envision, um, just like the bathroom signs on the doors, one that says men and the other that says real men. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which door do you want to walk through? Well, I mean, probably the, because the one that Tim will walk through is the real men door. So I'll walk through the door that he won't walk through. <laughs> That's me. That's what I do. Um, uh, I, but so the whole, the whole time that they're there, though, yeah. they're like... This whole cold open doesn't really have jokes in it. There's basically Tim makes a bunch of funny wooka 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 noises with the, yeah. with the with the kick plate. Although, I did love that they kept Al breaking. Yeah, I mean his face was slightly turned away from the camera, but 
Richard Carn was laughing his ass off on screen at that moment. Pretty much the only one who found it fun. Like, he found it a damn sight funnier than any of us watching it did. Uh, but they're trying to install the thing. I mean, there's a bit about, about like, patching and spackling doors with yeah. some Binford spackle, which was fun for me because I was just spackling some things in my room before I came over. <laughs> and we were talking about how Home Improvement has not trained me for that. Yeah. But... The, yeah, so there's like some jokes about spackling various parts of mm-hmm. Al's body shut, and then there's <laughs> they they put on the kick plate on the one door, and Tim shows. Oh, uh, what, what what sound does it make again? Oh, you know, like that. Is that a subversive Muppet Babies joke? Yes, that that totally is. Oh man, call the nanny to put us to bed because we are too rowdy with her with her weird striped stockings and no face. We are just getting started, buddy. Um, Tool Time takes us into the theme song. Well, oh, do you have? Okay, well, no, he's just kicking the kick plate, but then he misses the kick plate and he kicks through the door and. Then a gigantic foot squashes the screen. In true Terry Gilliam fashion, yeah. as you said while we were on the couch. You don't have to give me credit for that one, man. We all felt it. We all felt it. <laughs> but yeah, there's a screen stomp, yeah. and that takes us to the opening credits. The opening credits. Um, the creds. Now, I have a note. I haven't had a note on the theme song in a long time. Oh, that's I, good. I have one yeah. that I want to put out there. Put, put it in, in the, the world. world. Dude, man. Uh, so what are the lyrics to the theme song? Uh, uh? There it is. Now, here's my question. What is he asking? The first one is, how do I improve this home? Because he grunts three times. The, uh-huh. first, the first is him going, uh, how do I improve this home? Yeah. Second one is him going, uh, is this the way to improve this home? Attaching all these propellers to it. Uh-huh. And then the final one is, oh, that was correct. I improved this home. <laughs> like, it's just, it's him, it's him questioning whether he should do it, questioning his methods for doing it, and then... I, maybe, maybe if they're all questions and the third one is him questioning how could i ever have doubted that this is the proper way to improve this home that's exactly right what, yeah. what, what, i mean what do you guys imdb think? trivia confirms that's verbatim what the answer is well imdb <laughs> trivia says that you can't doubt that well no i mean if you got if you got another another thought another uh, feeling on that? no i just asked the questions wow i i don't know that's that's certainly what i believe it is i don't want my interpretation to be the only one the world has but i don't know what else he could be asking uh i don't uh, i don't either well we can put it out to the listeners if you yeah. want to if you want to tell us what you think tim is asking in the opening theme song let us know yeah we're our our eyes and ears are open <laughs> indeed uh so after the theme song where is that's what he's asking <laughs> <laughs> it would be something he's still asking yeah yeah I feel like Jill would have told him. Because Jill knows. Yeah. But she just, like, she just wants to laugh. Yeah, but... She, you know? Finding that could help like her laugh. Like totally, to, kind of, like, walking that line, like, how do I, like, not bruise his ego, but also assert my needs? Like, yeah. I just don't feel like she's someone who would really... I think, I think she, like, wants to make him feel good in the bedroom. Oh. More than she wants to make herself feel good. Uh, she know. has a three-speed uh, bathtub. Yeah, no. Season one, she got a bathtub because he doesn't know. Oh, oh, oh. got it. Yeah, I no, think. Not really. Well, I, think. L- l- I mean, <laughs> I, I, th- I still think that Jill certainly is a very assertive advocate for her own sexual needs. Maybe there's things that she has accepted that Tim cannot do, but I'm sure that she there's some stuff that she didn't specifically say she was going to have the oil can ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true it's just a more of a water soluble oil than we were expecting yeah. okay okay 
the theme song takes us into uh, Tool Time After Hours. One of, our, one, one of our favorite times. Yes, the, the, all the best stuff happens after hours on Tool Time. Indeed, and since this is where the credit comes up, this is where I'm going to mention that we have a new director. Oh. Uh, just for this episode, I, well, I mean, we'll be having more directors down the line, but until now, we've had John Pasquin, who mm-hmm. you know, we interviewed back in the last season. Uh, we've had Andy Cadiff, who has been directing most of season two and all of this season so far. Um, this was Pete Filsinger. Um so there you go. It's it's a, it's a, a new director, a fresh face. I feel like it's worth mentioning just because. Well, and it's, so, the third time it's happened since we yeah. started, so. and some new shit happened today. Like we, we had a new set, and we yeah. had some new kind of stunty stuff. There was fire. There was water. Right. There was ice. Mm-hmm. No wind. <laughs> no heart. Yeah. I don't know if trees are part of it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we had a lot of new elements involved. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, so Tim is on his way out the door and, uh, Al stops him to ask, Hey, listen, uh, what are you doing this weekend? Um, he goes to this whole rigmarole saying, I'm yeah. thinking of buying a place up North and, uh, like you to come and take a look at it. With yeah. Me. Yeah. And Tim at first is just like very much dismissive, clearly not wanting to spend time with Al over the weekend. But then when he yeah. finds out, Oh, it's up on something called Saginaw Bay where yeah. apparently there's a lot of nice houses. Yeah. Uh, Tim agreed. He was like, oh yeah, what is this? And comes mm-hmm. to find out it's a fishing shack that yeah. Al was thinking of buying. Just a one-room shack on the ice. And immediately Tim reverts back to, yeah, no, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, it's like, it's no bed, you know, there's no bedrooms, there's no bathrooms. Yeah. And Tim is going like, oh, that's terrible. Oh, it's disgusting. But it's like Tim, whose whole personality is based around being disgusting and gross and manly <laughs> and depriving you. Yeah, you know. which is the first of many instances in this episode that I want to call into question Tim's idea of masculinity and, and what he believes being a man's man is all about. This is the same guy who eschews, like, uh, soft decorative toilet seat covers and wants to put barbed wire inside toilet seats <laughs> because comfort is feminine. But then right. when confronted with something uncomfortable that Al wants, it's suddenly a bad thing. Yes. Um, and... So Al, the way that Al gets him to, to agree to go is that he tells him, well, because um, Tim asks, why doesn't Eileen go with you? And Al's yeah. like, well, she's going to be at your house this weekend. Yeah. Uh, she's, you know, um, her and Jill are having a, a girls weekend. Uh, I can't remember how he phrased it, but watching girly yeah. movies. And yeah, they're watching. Yeah, they're watching. Musicals. Yeah. yeah. Watching musicals and removing unsightly body hair. Yeah, he, he knows the exact phrases to say to get tim to go oh no thank you yeah what this sounds a little bit better yeah yeah he he al also says one thing to tim in this scene that i that boggled my mind he said i would really value your opinion on this house that i'm going to buy why why would you value tim's opinion (laughs) why would you do that why would you do that stupid thing uh, that's a good question. I do feel like there were some sort of ulterior motives that we weren't, as the audience, privy to. Um, I don't know what they are. Maybe they will... <laughs> he wanted to get it on with Tim? Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. That would make two of my titles work a lot better. <laughs> He's like, I gotta, I gotta see those bicycle shorts for myself. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then take them off. Or, or, or even just an ulterior motive, like wanting a friend. Yeah, which, you right. know. I tried. I there. I go and try and make a gay joke out of the notion of two men wanting to have a connection, which is really shame on me. <laughs> um, but Tim agrees to to do it yes. with the caveat of what time are you going to pick me up? Yeah, not even like 
I mean, I get you have to, like, expedite things in sitcom form, but, like, yeah. just to have Tim assume, I don't know, it's just what, really one of the irksome things about Tim. What time are we leaving would be yeah. a better way to phrase that. Yeah. Whatever, man. Hey. And he had to, like, position himself as, like, homecoming queen. Yeah. That's that's big dick right. energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Al is my assistant. He assists me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be carved on Tim's headstone. <laughs> Uh, or Al's gonna lose it and just carve it in his head yeah. glorious <laughs> bastard style <laughs> that's a lot worse than just a swastika that's, there's a lot more letters to fit into that yes uh, so we transition from there to home yeah where, we go to the kitchen yeah the, where you know uh, what was the transition there I missed that one I don't even remember I don't even remember what the transition was to that one I, I just the, the my notes don't even include it so it must not have been that big of a transition <laughs> okay but we we go there and you know I Tim is looking at the movies that they're going to be watching and talking. Yeah, the kids oh. are there giving him shit about not being able to catch any fish over the weekend and yeah yeah and Tim is giving them shit because they have to be around watching all these musicals with women. <laughs> he thinks The King and I is about Elvis. Yeah. Uh, the the movies that they're going to watch over the weekend. Yes. Gigi. Mm-hmm. Funny Girl. Yes. And The King and I. Yeah. And Tim goes like, funny girl. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, that, yeah, you really got the title of that acclaimed musical that's better than this show. I I don't like musicals either, but don't crap on the art form just because it's feminine. Yeah, I, I like musicals quite a bit. Yes. And, um, and I respect I that about so you. I still agree. Yeah. With your statement, that's that's good. It would well, be weird if I disagreed with your statement and loved music. That would that would be some real devil. I love musicals. Stuff. Shit on them, please. <laughs> <laughs> I love musicals, but I have a weird masochistic thing where I need to have the things I like torn down. And instead of being on the internet right now, where that can happen, I'm here talking to you. Um, so he makes fun of all of this. He's he's talking to the kids about about you know how oh they're gonna go do this and it'll be a good time and actually this shack is gonna be really nice. Yeah. Al and Eileen show up. Al is wearing a hat with the ear flaps out on it that makes him look like any one of the cops in Fargo. Uh, <laughs> I I really love this notion that Richard Carn uh, has some sort of relationship with the like hat department <laughs> of the home and home or ABC in general. Just like he rummages through the hat the wardrobe department looking for the most ridiculous hats he can find. He, he gets to set early and, and spends like an hour in the chair with the, with the set haberdasher <laughs> so, trying on different yeah. hats with him. In, like hat inspo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I want my hat to look like a mixture between Paul Bunyan and uh, the Red Baron. We, we, yeah. sir, Mr. Carn, not we his did. hat, not the Red Baron's hat, the plane. Yes. <laughs> it's a full-on triplane on his head or a frozen pizza um wait a minute is this is this like a, a hat filled with cheese are you trying to turn the the flapjack hat into a pizza invention i think i think you can see there's a pattern now of me trying to use hats for food purposes i don't know why i was born this way i think i deserve as much love and respect as anyone else uh the point is um alan hats is great no but that's not even the point the point is that alan eileen show up tim says goodbye to the boys eileen says a very sweet goodbye to al tim and jill actually have a rather sweet and straightforward goodbye where they just like kiss and 
the, well, the, that was that was where the Tin Man line came oh, in. Oh yeah, yeah, and the oil uh, can. I thought the sweet mm-hmm. part of Tim in this scene was wanting a, a group hug from his kids. And yeah, and then Randy just going, "Ugh, oh man." <laughs> and then, but Tim, it, this is like like sweet father moments. Like this well, is his moment. okay. Then I guess we got to go back to individual hugs, <laughs> and then they all come running over and give them a hug. Yeah, I, I love how expedient his boys are. Like they run, <laughs> they do the calculation of like less total hug time. Yeah. Uh, but I think. We, we've skipped over so far the most important aspect of the scene. Uh, little Mark wears a full-on robe. Landon. <laughs> Le- <laughs> Reeser, I need, I need you to know that I had basically one major note for this scene, and I was looking at it like, no, nah, man, what are we going to say? No one else is thinking about this, and my note was just Mark's robe. <laughs> because Mark looks so effing dapper right now. <laughs> I have seen Frasier episodes where Frasier's son looks less classy than Tim the Toolman Taylor's son. He's like a celebrity death match. I, oh God, I still think Frederick would win. But <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's a little like it's just weird hearing Tim go so hard against like musicals and the finer things when yeah. his son is sitting there like in a smoking jacket. It looks like he's doing the the Times crossword puzzle, smoking <laughs> a. a pipe or something yeah he kind of always had that vibe yeah until he turns golf but yeah but his hair is always so shiny (laughs) like he's using a uh what is it called they're they're, like they're they're cream they're 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 feeding him a hard-boiled egg every week (laughs) keep it nice and glossy (laughs) it's the only thing they feed him (laughs) his cholesterol through the roof quality leave-in conditioner um but can can we go on more about this robe is there more to say about the robe i don't want to give the robe short i just i think that uh that he he of all the boys has uh, the most distinctive um and understated wardrobe choices i I really do i wish that his personality was as as laudable well his character's personality was (laughs) as like enjoyable as the things that he chooses don't give him anything he's he's become the lisa of the season yeah yeah, well, the oh, the Le- not Lisa Simpson, but Lisa from from previous seasons. Lisa, I the Pamela Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think <laughs> I don't know where Simpson came into it. I know. I just heard that, and I was like, "Is he?" It, I didn't know if you were trying to draw a parallel to another sitcom, but it makes way more sense to draw parallels to the sitcom that we're that Talking we're doing. About. Yes, we Less a parallel more of a circle, I suppose. Gotta talk about this transition that happens. Oh my god! So okay, so it's multi-stage. First, yes. I mean, do we get like we can like I don't want to if anyone else I don't want to steal anyone's thunder no, here. No, go because we were all traumatized. We're, we all are. You're the the transition uh, something. I'm the transition something. Truman the transition something. <laughs> the f- screen turns to water, then it freezes to ice. Yeah, the ice was very like lumpy. Yeah, too. Like more. I was expecting it to be glassy, and then I didn't know what was happening. It was more realistic and more hard-hitting than I think we would have expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turns into this big block of ice. Crystallizes. Falls forward like we see many transitions do. That's old hat. Yeah. And then, we, and, then, and then we think foolishly, oh, this is over now, right? Yeah. And we're in the next scene. <laughs> but it's, a, it's like a landscape uh, establishing shot of a shanty uh, in the distance. On a on a icy outdoor lake, it's like a real shot of a lake, a big frozen yeah. over lake, and there's the shanty in the distance. And you're like, that something oh, there it is. Something doesn't look quite right with that shanty. And this shanty, which is much more brightly colored and less detailed than everything else, is spinning and spinning and coming and flying closer and closer and closer and closer like, to the camera. Is the doctor here? I, yeah, yeah. Is this is this 
is this that old timey movie where the train comes into the station and everyone in the theater dove for cover? Because I almost did. <laughs> I certainly almost did too. Uh, and it just comes closer and closer and smashes into the screen and we smash through a window into the next interior of it this is shack. Easily the most aggressive, longest, and uh, insane transition we've ever had on the show. It's it's really a new dimension of terror. Yes, <laughs> of of a new dimension of going from one scene to the next. I feel like exploitation films could have done a lot better uh, had they really leaned into the editing. narrated, yeah, the transitions. Yeah, it had some real pizzazz. Yeah. Maybe they were tapping into, like, the musical element. Like, oh. They just wanted to, like... I like that. Turn up. The... Because if you had looked at the shanty, the spinning shanty from a bird's eye view, i.e. the Busby Berkeley shot... Oh, yeah. It would have been very poetic. Yeah. Instead, it was very aggressive. Yes. It was the, like, real jazz hands of shanty. <laughs> it was... It was a jazz handy transition. For it was sure. it was a real Marsha Graham transition right there. <laughs> uh, so Tim and Al, we we cut from the, once it smashes into our face and we stop our nosebleeds. Um, <laughs> well, the ice helps. The Tim and Al walk inside of the the shanty. We're now inside the the shanty, and um, this is where Tim starts to unload his uh, his belongings. And to give, give just a quick moment of detail on the uh, this set, I think is pretty good. Mm-hmm. They built, you know, it's a one room shanty with the insulator in there. There's two cots, like one hangs down above the other, and there's yeah. shelves and panels in the floor to cut a hole through the ice. I'm wondering if we'll see it doubled as a prison cell soon. Oh, you know, when when <laughs> Alf goes to prison for killing Tim for what he did in this episode, <laughs> right? Yeah, I will say I don't like. This is another episode that I remember vaguely from childhood mm-hmm. all i remember is really them in the this shack i don't remember any of the stuff around i don't remember okay. the, the dialogue i remember even as a kid and i still thought this today i like that looks kind of cool honestly like going and you just sit in this shack that oh, well, this this open this up have you have you ever gone ice fishing i've never gone ice fishing okay lakes don't really freeze over in oregon and uh, i don't okay. really fish like this is so not what my family would do but even right. as a kid the idea of okay so like you and a couple and a friend or a couple friends you go, it's really cold outside and remote, but you bring all the stuff that you need. You're in this little protected shack, and you just kind of have this one activity, and then you're reading, yeah. and you're clustered around the fire, and you're eating and hanging out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. I, let's do that right now <laughs> in, in you know, September in California where all the ice is. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, have, have yeah. you guys ice fished? You're both yeah, from the Midwest. I've, I've never ice fished, but we did have a kerosene heater. Oh, okay. So, so you at like least got the way. smell of ice fishing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I know what it's like to sit next to something warm. Mm. That's valuable <laughs> life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, my uncle uh, lived on a lake, and he had a, a shanty, not quite as elaborate as this, but um, uh, I've never gone ice fishing. I don't do well with um, with wrapping wrapping the worms on a hook mm, uh, for yeah. multiple reasons yeah one i don't want to wrap a worm on a hook yeah the other being hooks scare the shit out of me yeah and i know that i would put it through my finger because i've put a hanger through my thumb before so ah. i don't want to know what i would do with something sh- more sharp and thin yeah um but uh i used yeah i used to love to fish my grandfather lived down a lake we didn't ice fish out there but uh, I used to fish a lot, but um, is, it is, is it, it's kind of a, it's a fun little activity, you know? And yeah. you, the, the, the interesting thing is once the, the holes kind of freeze over and you're done, you can move your shack to, you just like, a lot of them are mobile and you move you them. Slide it. You just slide it That's to another, nice. you're like, oh man, I think the fish are biting over there. You just move your shack to a different spot. And so when we would go out on the lake, like ice skating or whatever, you would sometimes see uh, the old ice 
holes yeah. uh, that have been frozen over, but they'd be like these little discs in the in the ice. It was weird. That's that. See, that sounds really neat. Like that's that I've. I've never enjoyed fishing at all, but that sounds like just a really cool kind of thing to do in the winter. And, yeah. You know, and, and outdoorsy without really being outdoors. Right. Um, so, and I think that's part of what pisses me off about this episode. It's like, Tim, of all people, should love this. This yes. is male bond. This is men hanging out with men, a thing that he's repeatedly talked about the importance of. This is being stinky and out in the woods. Yeah. Stationary. Stationary. Yep. Uh, why don't you like this? Why Why are you not giving this a chance? But there is uh, a game he wants to watch. Y- yeah, well, or a Gilligan's kinda, Island yeah, episode. Yeah, he's like, I, let's maybe watch Gilligan's Island. Let's maybe watch The Pistons. He has such bad reception that he can't tell what it is, which is like, well, you would rather watch Scrambled TV. Oh, I mean, He's looking for an out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, on this trip that he agreed to go on, he's looking for an out. Coming from somebody who lived in the pre-internet age, I can attest to the the excitement of watching something scrambled on TV. Uh, <laughs> but but, when, but not through an antenna television that Tim has brought with him. And also, when you're when you're like a grown ass man who can afford to pay for the unscrambled HBO <laughs> porn, yeah. you need it at that point. You get the same thrill. It would have been very weird and also applicable to your Love Shack title if Tim had just unloaded a bag of porn <laughs> instead of a TV when and he, a radio. When he pulls the Hot Rod magazines out of his bag, for a second I was like, wait, what are those magazines? <laughs> it's gonna get weird this weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's really, there's, that's, you know, that shack does not have a lot of options for yeah. private personal reflection time. So, so you know, you... So I, I want to talk for just a second about Tim's idea of masculinity, and yeah. this is my hot take. Yeah. Al, as as overshadowed as he is so often by Tim, I think is more of a man than Tim is. Yeah. I Okay, I, I, mean, I already support both, this, but go ahead. Both in terms of just, like, he he's a more rounded, you know, emotionally attuned human being yeah. uh, that doesn't adhere to the idea of masculinity. Yeah. But also, if you want to go down that clear-cut binary route of this is what a man is and this is not what a man is... Yeah. L is, you know, he's building a cabin with his bare hands, you know, um, I can't remember exactly where they said that was, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to be out here in the cold, in the wilderness, uh, ice fishing, you know, and Tim's bringing all the luxuries yeah. with him. He, he's a city boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Born he... and raised in South Detroit. <laughs> I think Hamtramck is technically West Detroit. What? Well, man, but Steve, doesn't... Steve Perry weeps golden tears tonight. <laughs> Go on. Um, so it's, I think that this is becoming more apparent of Tim's, uh, idea, Tim's idea of masculinity and pushing it on people like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I can't quite articulate in the way that I want to. I, I, I agree with you that Al is certainly more masculine than Tim. I yeah. think that in, I think he, he represents a much better version of what masculinity is and should be. Yeah. I think that more, more than being masculine first and foremost tim is contrarian first and foremost and when he's around jill or a sensitive guy like al he always has to be doing the opposite of what they want to do so i could see this same episode playing out where it's uh tim coming home and saying oh jill i i've got an opportunity to buy this great house up on lake saginaw blah 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 let's go up there it's just a nice shack jill has brought the amenities tim wants to be doing the thing all of the same stuff plays out, but it's Tim trying to do Tim in the Al role and Jill doing it. I mean, it's just yeah, interchangeable yeah. at this point. Uh, so to summarize, Tim's a big old phony. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Yep. Yep. Total um, goddamn phony. So he brought his own things, but he did bring Al um, a little bit of hand cleaner, hand sanitizer. Yeah, which smells like sawdust, and Al is very excited about it. <laughs> uh, I actually wrote this quote down because he says, smells like sawdust. I like it. Yeah. Which I really just want Binford, because it's a Binford branded hand sanitizer. Uh, I want Binford to like put a little face of <laughs> L on the bottle with that quote next to it. Just a big a word bubble. Just yeah, like, exactly. I like it. <laughs> it. Smells like sawdust. I like it. <laughs> hey, hey, Timmy, he likes it. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Tim sets to work chiseling yeah. through the ice. Takes two seconds for him to drop the chisel, Al's yeah. family heirloom chisel, because of course Al has an heirloom chisel and down through the ice. And handed it to Tim again. Yeah. Very good point. Here, Tim, I'm going to trust you with this tool to not not fuck up. <laughs> uh, so he drops that through the ice, and uh, Al is all pissed off, and Tim goes, "Ah, oh, at least it wasn't new." Yeah, yeah. Just completely issuing all of, uh, and it was like at that moment that was kind of a, a, a like eye roll sitcom moment for yeah. me, where it's like to the way that the dialogue comes out. He's like he drops it through the ice and goes, "Ooh, I hope that wasn't important to you." And yeah. then, of course, like in my head, I'm already going, "Oh, it's going to be a generational that his dad gave it to him." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And he goes on the exact rant that I was expecting, and I'm like, "This is just bad writing." Every everything in Al's life was given to him by a family member and passed <laughs> down for millions of years. He has no. My mother made that chisel. Yeah, exactly. He has <laughs> he has no purchases that he just like bought at Rite Aid. Yeah. Everything everything is an heirloom. Uh, um. But I, the only takeaway I have from this is that uh, Al loves this whole experience. I mean, before Tim starts chipping away at it, mm. uh, he loves this whole experience so much. And I love that about the character. And I just love his enthusiasm for it. Yeah, yeah. And it makes it all that much harder to see Tim crapping on the experience <laughs> repeatedly. So we go back home. We go to what I feel is a problematic scene, but I really want... We've got a real live woman here today. Yeah, I definitely want some input. I, I promise. Yeah. They're, the girls are watching Weepies. Mm -hmm. By Weepies, I mean they just finished Gigi. Yeah, uh, which is Gigi, Jeepies. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and they're waxing their upper lips. They're, they're bleaching their upper oh, lips. Oh, bleaching, Jesus. Um, yeah. And this is... It, this was an episode in the first season that I had, and it, this is when we broke open the poker episode, and we oh, went on that that twenty five minute twenty five minute gender rant. discussion, and th and that was how we locked in the number of listeners <laughs> we currently have. There's been zero growth since then. <laughs> to me, this feels like such a oversimplification and misunderstanding of what women do together. Yeah, um, personally, I haven't had a relatable experience to. Most of what happened. So you've never bleached your upper lip while talking about your man and watching Gigi? I've, I've only done one of those things. Okay. Um, and, yeah. So, the hair parts, maybe. I, I know some girls like to watch some sad things. Yeah. Together. I, I don't... If you had to... I if you had really, to... I just was like, okay, well this is obviously a... Written by men. A yeah. show, a show for, for men by men. For men. men. For men by men. Yeah. Or this is like this is like the, the second for, for your wife who is like on the couch next to you, like watching this so you guys can watch Designing Women at eight thirty or Murphy Brown or whatever else was on at the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh you know, it's like, hey, a little something for the girls too, but it's so shittily done. Yeah. I Yeah. Like they all basically this the entire content of this scene and of every scene back at the house with the girls, this is Jill, this is Eileen, and this is 
the meat man's wife, Joe Morton's wife, yeah. the the neighbor, and Marie. Marie, yes. And it's just them kind of just all griping about how shitty their husbands this are. Is the epitome of not passing the Bechdel test. Yeah, this is three women having conversations about a man. Yeah, about yeah. men. And while they fix themselves for men. Yeah. <laughs> right, Ta- talking yeah. about how they're men like, oh, you know, all I ever hear is him, you know, like they're, they're explaining to Eileen how like, oh, a- you think Al is so sweet right now, but six months from now, you know, the only serenading you'll hear from him is him burping on his way down the hall <laughs> to the bathroom. And then Jill's like, yeah. And once he gets in the bathroom, some even worse sounds come out. <laughs> like that's the joke they end the scene on. It's yeah. Just, that's yeah. their strongest one. Yeah. We're making ourselves beautiful for these disgusting I, I'm just, I'm going to spitball this here. Spit. Um, I, I'm wondering if, like, you know, uh, our parents' generation who would have been, you know, the, the age of Jill and her friends in this scene, um, you know, being part of the yuppie generation of working 60-hour work weeks and, you know, down to the bone, not actually having the time to have these uh, all, you know, these girls' nights, if mm-hmm. you will. And thinking back on their childhood and teenage years, what they used to do then, and kind of in a weird filter, bringing it to like, what would what we used to do as teenagers look like now? But since we don't actually do that now, there's no reality to it. Yeah. So it's this weird kind of cartoon version of a memory, and there's just one too many pieces of separation between them. Yeah. I'm just wondering. And it's kind of, even like, continuing that, it's like, there's these two women who are like the old world, mm-hmm. and then like Eileen, Eileen, <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's like, no, like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna keep getting these foot rubs and like, uh, <laughs> yeah, some, like serious romance, right? And they're like, that but doesn't happen. She's dating Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm also reasonably sure that she's right. Like, yeah. and part of what pisses me off about this is the other women saying like, no, all, all, you know, it's normal for men to be trash. And Al will be trash too. And she's like, no, I know we have a really good relationship. And it's like, no, he's trash. He'll be trash. Like, it's not It's not like, what's wrong with our relationships? Yeah, Why are right. we letting them treat us like trash? Right. And it's more, no, get on our level. <laughs> Expect less of this sweet guy. Which is another thing of like, maybe, maybe they do just want to get together and commiserate. And then Eileen is being contrary to them in that like, uh, Marie has brought over instead of the musicals. It's like let's watch uh, <laughs> the Long Hot Summer with Paul Newman. Yeah, and then Eileen's like, you know, doesn't Paul Newman remind you of Al? And it's like, come on, we're here to bitch. This is a bitch sesh. Yeah, I say that having bitch seshes myself all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, no, we all do. <laughs> but I mean, that's but Marie can't even like navigate her chunk of bread into like a pot of fondue. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah, and, and one of the biggest uh, foreshadowing moments that there is yes in sitcom history yes heard it here for first folks folks hey we move on to the shanty <laughs> just keep moving forward just just, just keep rolling keep, it's video <laughs> we can always cut it uh so yeah back at the shack yeah al back at the shack back at the shack where we're having a whack attack <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just saying love shack would be a better name uh so al finally expresses to tim that, as he's watching tv yeah tim is sitting there hunched over the tv like al has the line in the water tim just has like he isn't even facing al as his back to him and al is just expressed sitting on his pole yeah so that it would you know stay in the hole he's doing the bare minimum of fishing and male bonding and fishing 
requires so little and Tim is still half-assing it. Like, he, in that he is literally holding maybe, the pull down with half his ass. Yeah. Maybe he has uh, some mild form of ADD or ADHD. Mm, seems pretty, like, I would I would bank on a huge form, like a very a very spicy form of ADHD. <laughs> yeah? Based on his behavior. I mean, we'll, we'll have to find a way to diagnose him at some point. Does he strike you as a guy who's good at focusing on things or sitting still? <laughs> his hot rod. Well, fair, fair. Um, Himself. Okay, also, also good, also good. Um, but so they, you know, just Al is basically straight up saying to Tim, like, well, and Tim, I was really just hoping we could take this time to get to know each other and exchange our yeah. thoughts and fears and wants and needs and all of this Hopes stuff. And, everything, yeah. and Tim is just kind of giving him weird looks and like, say, and like, just clearly doesn't want to do it. He's saying like, oh yeah, I'll just turn the volume down. Yeah. yeah. You just talk to me. Well, it, you know, and, and, and I'll watch TV and listen while you talk. I do it with, with Jill all the time. Right. It's just, it's, it, this is just like... He is so clearly reaching. There's no level of subterfuge for you to be missing. Your friend is actively saying, <laughs> yeah. I want to connect with you in this one room shack I've invited you to where there was no other option. Yeah. And Tim Tim gives him this look like that's strange. And the audience laughs like, like Al is being crazy. Like Al is <laughs> making a joke. And Tim is the straight man representing right. just like normal society reacting to this. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it pissed, it pissed me off. And so then when Tim decides to actually participate he he gets frustrated immediately with the fishing yeah He's like, well why don't we just i got an idea we'll just make this hole bigger and his logic here is double the size of the hole you double your chances of catching a fish that makes zero sense no yeah at all i'm I, i'm no fishing expert but i'm pretty sure the amount of like it's more lines in the hole is what's going to increase your chances doesn't matter how big the hole is yeah and scene uh, you know, nothing more to say. <laughs> That's only your porn comments. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as he's, uh, he's just going to town on this hole, um, we... Love uh, Shaq. That's where it's at. He falls into, uh, the hole he and gets wet. And I had a flashback to something that I had repressed of falling into a frozen lake as a kid. You, th- you like you, you George Bailey did. <laughs> you, you fell into a frozen lake. I did, yeah. yeah. And uh, a buddy of mine had to pull me out. Yeah, we were we were being little scallywags. We were randying uh, around the neighborhood. Careful, dude. <laughs> and uh, no parents around. It was just me and him um, going over a lake, and I fell in, and dude. he had to save me. Did he go all the way in to get you out of there? Uh, he stayed on the shore, and he had to, like, do the whole flattening oh, wow. his body wow. out, and, like... I guess they train you on that. Tried to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I guarantee he had no training. No, he was just... <laughs> I mean, still. I was probably Randy's age at this time. I would say it was about nine. Dude. Uh, it must have been, like, right around when this episode aired, now that I'm thinking about oh, it. Oh, man, maybe the same I mean, night, I, I mean. 12 when this came out, but uh, a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I fell into the water, just like Tim did. Um, you don't have any keys. Keys. Keys mm-hmm. to stab into the to stab into the ice, and then you like. Oh no! What I did was I grabbed the ice, and it kept breaking. Yep. Stupid fucking ice, <laughs> always with this shit. Uh, and my buddy who was on shore just like continually pulled me to shore until I had something solid to uh, pull myself up with. Did you tell your parents afterwards, or did well, you guys I would, keep it I was <laughs> up to my neck in muck. Ah, uh, uh, I suppose. By that's... walking home, ice muck. Ice muck. Yeah. Wow. It was like a dirty creek. That I fell into. Yeah, man. I'm just kind of surprised we didn't know this already about you. Like, <laughs> well, just wait until I get into my story about being thrown off a horse. Ah, um, into a lake. Whoa, <laughs> was it frozen too? Yeah. 
the, the worst winter of Landon's life. All these all these oh, leg oriented things happening to you. Let it go. Uh, well, you were very nearly frozen. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we get a fish transition. Oh yeah, jump jumping out of the little hole. fish transition that actually felt um pretty lackluster after the the, the boot coming down and uh the shanty smashing yeah. into our faces they've set a new bar that they're never going to achieve those yeah. goalposts have been moved um and we cut to uh the shanty later tim is warming up um and uh al is is yelling at him for not having prepared for this trip properly not, not having brought a change of clothes yeah how again is tim so bad at this <laughs> this is the thing that he's supposed to be like well i, I i'm not going to defend tim but to his slight credit, it does seem like it was only going to be a day trip. They weren't going to stay overnight. I guess. He, they come back the same day. I don't know if that's because he fell in the lake or not or because he eventually burns it down. But um, I didn't get the impression that they were going to stay overnight, which also kind of doesn't make sense. I mean, it, well, because they took a cooler full of all the... Well, I don't know. I guess... I, Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. If I were doing it, it'd be like, yeah, go for the weekend. Stay the night. Let's yeah. have... Let's, you know, make a thing of it. Also, so, yeah. Just want to say, literally, every time I went on vacation as a kid, my mom would always say, bring an extra pair of pants in case you fall in the lake. <laughs> Smart. And yeah. other people have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, and also just kind of when you're going anywhere, it doesn't cost you anything to take another pair, like I, another yeah. change of clothes. I have a little duffel in my trunk just yeah. for oh, the hell of it. Uh, I've got tons of sweats in my trunk. Yeah. I've, I've got... A couple shirts in my bag right now. Yeah. I don't have a car, so I haven't got anything. <laughs> my bag is kind of my trunk. Um, <clears throat> also, before we move on, were we going to address why Al's pants are so... That's Kay. a note we have here. So okay. Tim is Tim has fallen into the water. He's warming up by the heater, and the big reveal is that once he takes off the, uh, the blanket that's draped around his shoulders, he is, you know, because he didn't bring his clothes... He's wearing Al's extra set of clothes, which and is a flannel and pants that are clearly the size of Laurel Hardy, not Al Borland. Yes. And and also, his response to this kindness is to say, what is this? One size fits Al? <laughs> huge, huge, huge shit on the guy who gave you his clothes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but those pants are not, yeah, that's absurd, the size of those pants. Yeah. They're clearly similarly sized men. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, and I, you know, and so... We I, were talking about this before, because he makes fun of Al's weight all of the time, and Al's not... He he, he might be technically overweight, but he's just, like, barrel-chested. He's yeah, not, like, he, a big guy. He's yeah. just, he's just like, broad-shouldered, and, like, that's not... I, I don't know, the... It's from all that uh, axe swinging when he's building his house. Exactly, because <laughs> because he's he literally looks like the brawny man yeah. on, yes. like, on the paper towels. Yeah. Because he, like, you know, swings an axe and he does the work on the show. That's why he looks that way. He's yeah. the original homosexual. Yes. <laughs> he really is. That's where it comes from. He's patient zero for that. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I want to bring out one line in particular that really rubbed me the wrong way with Tim. Sure. Which was when Al's talking about you need to prepare for this stuff. You need to prepare for every contingency, especially... Did I say especially? Yeah. Especially yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and Tim, this is a quote from Tim. This contingency is your fault. I hated that. I hated that. Like, how is it Al's? Al who told There's him to be not careful. A single ounce of that to be Al's fault uh, really drove me nuts. Um, 
then we get a uh, uh, so they they're gonna go back to the car and start heading back to you know um, <laughs> I guess just warmth and dryness. Um, but apparently, when Tim fell in the lake, the car keys fell out of his pocket and uh, to the bottom of the lake with Al's uh, old chisel. So um, we get a key transition. Oh, okay. <laughs> where the keys plop out of the hole in the ice through the void into the next scene, which bounces into the melting uh, fondue pot of wax that the girls are now waxing their legs at the kitchen table. And, and let me just say, the, the, this, the scene in in the shed, we do transition out on a pretty good bit where Tim, you know, Al is again saying to Tim, like, on this trip, I really wanted to talk more on a personal level about our hopes and our fears. And then, you know, Tim is patting his keys as they're getting ready to go to the car. He's like, wait, you didn't lose the car keys, did you? And Tim goes, I hope I didn't. But I fear that I did, <laughs> which was good. That was yeah, which really good. I liked. So the girls are waxing their legs and they're talking about their desert island. Like if you if you had one man that you could be on your desert island, who would it be? And uh, this feels like another Beckdale fail, Beck fail. Um, so in light of that, Truman, you are stuck on a desert island. Yes. What other man would you like to be stuck on that desert island with? What other man would I like to be stuck on the desert island? Uh, off the top of my head, Ted Danson. <laughs> um, giving okay. it more thought. I feel like... Alive or dead. It doesn't alive it or be dead. anyone in history. Oh, wow. Any, anyone in history. Oh, Kurt Vonnegut then, Ooh, probably. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Kurt Vonnegut. And, um, oh man, if I, had to, if I had to do a third choice, who would be the coolest dude to hang out with on an island? <laughs> um... Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yeah, oh, yeah, really that? good time. No, no, no. Probably another one than that. But you got you guys. Yeah, you, yeah I want to hear you guys. I could sit here all day with this. My great grandfather uh, crafted a cane for him that oh. is now in his library. Oh yeah, yeah. We were just talking. About yeah, I told you that the, the, yesterday. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. How about that? That would be probably something that I would do on the island. Is <laughs> like whittle him a cane out of yeah. a out of a coconut or something. Um, not to be too on the nose, but I think Tom Hanks would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Hanks would be fun to spend any amount of time with. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's acquired enough uh, skills over his uh, years as an actor that would actually be helpful. Yeah. Uh, plus, he's nice. Yeah. I, I have a Tom Hanks story, but I'm not going to go into that. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe Richard Karn. Yeah, actually, he could. He'd probably help you build the boat to get off the island. Yeah, exactly. Okay, is this is this a Swiss Army Man situation where the guy with you is like a dead body that oh, talks God. and farts, and you can ride like a jet ski? That's Tim. That's Tim. <laughs> okay, if yeah. we could, if it's a Swiss Army Man, I would totally take a dead Tim Allen that talks and farts. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That I have to ca- that I have to carry around with me. So I'm not going to force you to ask uh, answer the question, but. Uh... If you wanna, if you wanna answer, man, woman. Yeah, I mean, uh, my gut, just like when we were talking about Bechdel test. Yeah. It's like was just I thought of Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> okay. Because I, she just got bigger balls than anybody. Plus, she can speak to all the animals. True. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Pocahontas just, like, joke. She can paint with the wind. Whatever. She Colors can on the wind. I mean, she can't. She can do anything. Yeah. And then also, I just really like um, Tom Hardy. Oh. You know, yeah. So I got the brains and the brawn. Yeah. Yeah. You want so you want someone with 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 the body of Tom Hardy, but the brains of Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> yeah. So and then like you guys. <laughs> if I get just like I appreciate that. You know. It would be it would be just like this podcast that all would the time. Be such a fun desert island. <laughs> 
Truman, yeah, that's that should be it. You and I should just be stuck on a desert island. We have our With microphones no are plugged into nothing, and we're still yeah. doing our show. It's just again, it's just us talking into two coconuts. <laughs> yeah, you like drawn faces on your laptops. Yes, the world would be so much happier because we're we're con- concentrating it all right here. Uh, I want to bring into question Jill's response to this. So this yeah. is the the scene where she says uh, there's certain talk about what they like in men yeah. and. They pinpoint Eileen's uh, thing as like she likes the bearded, bearded yeah. men. I can't remember who she said uh, in the scene that. Oh, um, some some like the father of modern day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, big yeah. beard and like oh, you've got a thing for beards. Mm. Uh, and Marie has a thing for buns. Um, I, I feel weird about women calling a man's ass his buns. Yeah, women women can objectify our bodies they, in whatever way they want. True, too, absolutely. Yeah, but there's there's something like I feel like it's what mothers say to their toddlers. I'm going to spank those buns, you know, <laughs> as they're chasing them. And on this, Pornhub, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's just a me thing. I've, I don't I've, know. I've never heard a mother chasing her toddler around intently saying, "I'm going to spank those buns." <laughs> 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 yeah, I've heard. I've heard. I guess I've heard okay, like an elementary me. school teacher refer to them as cool. like, "Get your buns in your seat," but never, never like, "I'm going to spank those buns." Yeah. Whenever you're describing what aggressive activity you want to take towards the buns, it it raises the age limit a bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's the it's the like sincerity with which you say buns. Like if you're just like buns. Yeah. That's gross. That's gross. But, but it's like, how do you how do you how do you say buns in it like? I want, to say, I, want to, I want to get over here. I want to smack those buns. It's literally <laughs> like that. You have to say it in the pervious it was, way. Was, was, was it Marlon Brando? Like and, I want to smack those buns. <laughs> you know what I like about buns? <laughs> yeah. Some buns are tight. Other ones soft. Yeah. Some are hot crossed. Oh, yes. Absurd oh, humor is what you must lend to the buns. So to... Jill likes <laughs> funny men. She basically describes Tim her reasons for staying with him in this scene such bad writing however she says you know the the best man that ever lived well uh, the sexiest man was harpo marx uh and i this this is a whole episode of bringing up weird trauma that i have yeah because i harpo marx is the reason that my one fear is something charging at me in the dark yeah he freaks me the fuck out he when he does the googie face are you familiar with the I'm, like, yeah the, yeah the, oh god I, it scares the shit out of me <laughs> i love the marx brothers i have to like hold a pillow close to my face when harpo comes on the screen <laughs> is it you know you you will just you'll sit there and watch suspiria while like eating <laughs> spaghetti but it's a marx brothers movie that gives you trouble okay there's one too many italian quips in there that uh, i feel like i should take offense to <laughs> i said spaghetti because it's a bloody gory looking meal but not suspiria because... is also an italian film Oh, okay, okay, fine. You'd you'd watch uh 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 you'd watch uh High Tension, the French horror movie, while eating a plate of escargot. Except you're a vegetarian. I don't know. There, should I insult the French? You'd watch you'd watch uh you'd watch Funny Games okay. while eating loot fisk. Again, I don't Love know it. why the food has to be specific to the culture of the director of the given horror movie. The funny thing is that the Marx Brothers scare you more than the horror movies. Just Harpo. So much. I think Groucho is one of the funniest comedians there is. Um, Harpo scares the shit out of me. So we wax transition because Marie tries to eat the wax and Jill stops her. Yeah, she dips her. Um, fun- they've got fondue and hot wax and they're right next because to Because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, 
then we we get this weird bit of writing. We get a whack. So the transition goes from the wax in back into the shanty. Yeah. Al walks in, and with no context, just says, "No sign of Wilson." Yeah, it's like what the? F- why would the fuck Wilson be way up north? Pro- probably, yeah. Probably there's no sign of Wilson because this isn't where he lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I walked outside with a problem, <laughs> and he wasn't there. <laughs> Hello, God. <laughs> it's me, Al. <laughs> uh, but, and meanwhile, Tim is there. He's fucking around with the stove saying, I'm yeah. going to like double the heat output from this thing or something. And, and Al's first response is not, Jesus, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, didn't you learn your lesson from the ice hole? You yeah. ice hole. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, then nice. I'll... <laughs> sorry. I like that. I'm I like... sorry. No, no, it's good. Don't apologize. <laughs> don't apologize for a thing. Uh, then all of a sudden, in the window, we get a hidey ho, stranded neighbors, and it's Wilson, and it's Wilson, and we're in a parka that covers his face, and then he takes the parka off, and he's got a like a baklava on his face <laughs> that that yeah, blocks it. Ski mask. It was honestly kind of a, a clever reveal. Yeah, I, I like yeah. that. They really made you think that we were finally going to get the goods. We're going to get full frontal Wilson. <laughs> I mean, we knew we weren't, but the, 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 it's the it's, tease. It's the tease that I, I like. It's it's that's why you like scrambled porn. It's like you can't <laughs> fully see it, but you can see just enough. Just enough. Uh, so. <laughs> Wilson comes in and Wilson has got all this fish with him that another shed gave him because there's so much, so many fish biting. And then he explains them the reason yeah. that they're having no luck is because of the sawdust yeah. smelling hand cleaner. It's been driving the fish away. I want to bring a lot of things up into question yeah, here. Bring Just it. like uh, Al breaking in the first tool time scene, there was one hilarious background blooper. I don't know oh, if you caught it. I didn't this. see a background blooper. So Al, uh, Wilson has this, uh, you know, you put the fish on on that strand of, you know, mm. just like they're all hanging from the same thing. Mm. And uh, he was going to hang it on the outside of the shanty so that they stay cold out in the cold air. Yeah. And he went to do that and they just fell to the ground. <laughs> like he couldn't, oh they didn't stay hooked. Yeah. And then he just like kicks him off to the side just like okay just gotta close this door no one saw that they were on they they had no time to shoot this they filmed this whole episode in an afternoon it's like an ed wood movie oh my god uh so it was just funny to watch wilson who's usually so you know graceful with this sort of stuff have to deal with the onset blooper well really he's normally behind a fence so you can't see all the shit that he's knocking over back there yeah right he's kicking fish every single time you just can't see it yeah many many animals were harmed in the making of those of those wilson chats uh the other question so yeah as you were saying um wilson starts to say well you're not getting any bites because of uh the aroma of this sawdust hand sanitizer that you have mm-hmm. um and i immediately wanted to look into this um because i for one thing i didn't know fish could smell yeah apparently they can they have an olfactory sense good for them however good for fish uh while in my very brief research i wasn't able to find this so if anyone out there has the real answer please let me know but um the way that a fish's olfactory works is that they push the the water and the chemicals through the the quote unquote fish nostrils. Uh, <laughs> it's not their gills. They have like these little holes on their the front of their face that are yeah. like nostrils. Fish snoots. Fish fish nostrils. snoots. Yeah, fish, fish snoots. you yeah. the fi- you could boop a, a fish. <laughs> In its snoot. I hope to. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> we can all dream, can't we? Go scuba diving. <laughs> boop. 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 Great. Aquariums are now going to have to put no booping on the glass. <laughs> um, so, uh, and Betty but, Boop gets thrown out of the aquarium. Nailed it. 
Really good. I'm really glad I cut you off to make that awesome joke. Please get your focus back and continue. Uh, anyway, the, uh, the very uninteresting factoid that I have here is that because of the way that fish push the chemicals through the, the nostrils on their thing, I don't think they can actually smell things out of water. Oh. So, um, oh. But Tim fact was check Wilson. in the water. Uh, oh. Look at the brain on this one. Uh-huh. Nice. I like that. I like that. What else you got for this scene? Uh... You know, what, I I got so sidetracked with looking up Fish's olfactory sense that I actually didn't listen to what Wilson said at all. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> uh, I I, I, start, I get questions about how fish smell things, and I'm just dead to the world <laughs> until I get them answered. Well, so Al is pissed off at Tim because Tim has ruined everything. Al goes off to load the car, and he's saying like, "I'll just take your precious TV and everything." <laughs> goes off to the car, and then it's Tim and Wilson yeah. there. Wilson goes over and is, you know, Tim is sitting on the edge of the bunk bed. Wilson goes over and is talking to him and says, oh, trouble on the ice, neighbor. And Tim starts just bitching about how Wilson wants to, or how Al wants to talk to him and wants to, like, hang out. You know, it's like, oh, the whole time I've been out there, all Al wants to do is talk. And it's yeah. just, like, such a garbage thing to be pissed about. Like, well, From what I did pick up of Wilson, it did seem like he was more direct than usual with Tim. Yeah, yeah. And also... And it's worth pointing out in this scene, Wilson takes off his baklava and he's got like, a, he pours himself a cup of tea and they have very carefully angled the camera so that the cup is always blocking Wilson's face. <laughs> yes. I want to give appreciation to that. Where it's due, yeah. But at the same time, uh, I'm not really happy about how this scene plays out. <laughs> right. Because... It, it, like Tim, Tim says, you know, oh, come on, what guy wants to just be standing around outside listening to some other guy talk about what's bugging him? And and Wilson goes, you mean like what you do to me every night? <laughs> That's and, giving him the what for? I, <laughs> you're just an old timey boxing commentator now. And just, just, Same I'm, here, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Rasmataz, you're dancing a jitterbug all over his emotions. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, he, so. Wilson ultimately explains to Tim this concept that to me seems like bedrock to the notion of like having friends is that, you know, friendship is a symbiotic thing and you listen to them and they listen to you and you help each other out. And, and he just, he says to him, I think Al just wanted you to listen to him. That's, that is the biggest piece of wisdom that Wilson gives. Yeah. And then Al walks back in. And it seems like such a blatant, like, why wouldn't any human on the face of the planet just be able to know that yeah like tim couldn't figure out that al wanted him to listen to him from al saying hey i really thought that we could talk and exchange our feelings and kind of get to know each other better he didn't get that he had to have wilson tell him um but we have to be fair because tim has been reeling this entire time from having to cope with the fact that women have body hair reeling okay (laughs) that was all i heard i didn't hear the rest of what you said as soon as you hit the pun the buzzing that truman was doing was not shaving he was reeling in yeah uh, a thing i realized talking about body hair probably sounded like an electric razor yes i'm glad you clarified that i needed to paint the picture that's good that's good that's Um, how bad i am at sound effects (laughs) so tim finally gets the hint uh as wilson leaves al comes back in and they're getting ready to leave they're gonna caravan with Wilson back uh, to Hamtramck. Yeah. And um, Tim gets the picture now, but then chooses an inopportune moment. Like, if I was Al in this moment, like, trying to get out the I'm already angry. I've, like, given up on the weekend. Like, you fucked things up already. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm done. It's over. As we're walking out the door, Tim's like, so tell me about what's going on in your life. Yeah. He's like, 
no fuck you you said so clearly a band-aid like yeah the i repeatedly expressed that i wanted this but now that you've ruined everything you're trying to have it both ways but instead al is just like oh yeah well you know i've just been wondering like how did you and jill know when you were in love or whatever (laughs) and so it's just immediately forgiven you know it's it's funny with that line though that it does kind of this whole idea of L accepting Tim's bullshit mm-hmm. um, gives L Richard backstory because of you know his father dying at such a young age. He doesn't have that kind of uh, male initiation that Tim Allen has spoken that the show's about so much. So yeah. L is desperately seeking that from Tim, yeah. and Tim can't see that. Yeah. So it's a weird like it makes L more tragic, yes, and thus makes me love him more, yes. And makes the show sadder. Um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a drama with a laugh track, <laughs> <laughs> like like most shows today, really. Uh, and of course, as they walk out the door, uh, Al's like, "Did you turn off the heater?" And Tim's like, "What do you think? I'm an idiot." And cue the heat sparks. <laughs> cue yeah. idiocy. The heater explodes and flames go everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go back home. Um, Jill is cleaning up, or she has cleaned up uh, yeah. from from girls. Girls Day, Marie and Eileen had left. Uh, Tim mm-hmm. walks in, and um, you know his hair is a little matted from falling in the lake. He's a little more sensitive and soft from having uh, opened himself to Al. Yeah, he's he was talking about how he and Al were talking for the whole two and a half hour ride back. Dare I say, he opened a hole in the ice that was his heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> check out our new emotions hub show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he and he reeled in some feelings, <laughs> and and one of the feelings that he caught was he learned why Al loves flannel, and yes. it's because when Al was a kid, he'd go out and hang out with his dad in the workshop, and when it got cold, his dad would drape a big flannel shirt around and keep him warm. Oh, I'm almost tearing up a little bit. It's a little bit sweet, yeah, just a little bit sweet. I wish it was delivered from Al instead of Tim. I know, <laughs> but I know. You know what? At Tim's funeral, anything to kind of balanced him a little bit i feel like in the this is the scene where i feel like he gets his he, he's learned a little bit he's yeah. demonstrating empathy you know we have to give the character credit where it's due and yeah um he even gets his comeuppance because as he's telling all this to jill he's kind of walking around and then he dips the bread in the wax and then eats it and like okay you know you've you slipped on the banana peel we got our laugh at your expense and you know i feel a little <laughs> everyone bit, goes home happy i feel a little bit better about seeing you next week yeah <laughs> <laughs> the the and he also confesses at this point that he burned the shed completely to the ground yes. which doesn't and it's never really addressed how that affects the relationship because i think that more than him being a clod all weekend would yeah. have negative effects but he's talking about oh i'm sure it's insured there's got to be some <laughs> kind of shanty clause in the insurance and jill says tim there's no such thing as shanty clause <laughs> now if you had to live on a desert island <laughs> with, with one joke with one joke and it was truman there is no shanty clause or truman let's go sh- scooby diving Ooh, <laughs> which would it be scooby diving because it would be relevant to the desert island i I, I i've thought about that the, in the other case i'd have to build a shanty and i don't want to do that <laughs> or sing a sea shanty and i don't want to do that either no i love sea shanties um do I? I don't know. I've never sung one in my life. I don't know why I said that. Does the sea freeze over? Do you build one on that and fish through it? Uh, we get the outtakes where Al is laughing at Tim, wobbling the Waka Waka board, as yep. they're now called. The Waka Waka board. <laughs> um, and that's our episode. Yeah. And in this episode, 
there was a single grunt. One grunt. Just one grunt. It was a pretty half-assed oh, yeah, grunt. Right. Where was it? It was just like it's Tim talking to Jill. I think it's either when he's feeling her leg to rate how well oh, she shaved yeah. herself, right. something like that, or it might have been. It might have been when talking to Wilson. I think Wilson makes some okay. point to Tim that he doesn't hear, but he just goes, huh? or something like that. But okay. it's just one quick one. Interesting. That's the extent of it. That's, That's shocking. Yeah. It is. Well, we've been having a lot of low grunt episodes and then a couple obscenely high grunt episodes. <laughs> so it's hard to know what, what the real what the real thing is. It, the, the grunts themselves are being contrary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just like Tim Allen. Truly, truly. Um, so what did you think about your experience watching Homer Mitt, Jennifer? Well, um... It was a delight. It was? Yeah. Okay. And I did actually remember this episode. Yeah. Did you watch a lot um, From back my in the day? Youth. I watched a lot. You did? Yeah. Okay. And and, and I had my crushes. Yeah. Um, no, now, now I, I don't... Please yell at me and we'll edit this out if you don't want this brought up, but okay. you are the second person to say that you find Al attractive on this show. Yeah. Al attractive. Al attractive. Al <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a crush on Al, I had a crush on JTZ. Randy. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You were um, Randy for Randy. Yeah. Nailed it. Thank um, you. That's the joke I would be on the desert island with. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was the strongest of the three, for sure. <laughs> um, well, Randy is also the strongest of the three boys, so it only uh-huh. makes sense. I don't know. I feel like Mark's like a, hmm. he's like a sleeper agent, a little bit. Well, that's been one of our theories at some point, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who's the old older? Brad. Oh, Brad. Brad. Yeah. No op. Yeah. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's the kill of the fuck Mary kill. Yes, that's that's accurate. Easy to pick the other two. All right. So. Yeah, I I don't have anything else uh, for this episode. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks yes, for coming. Let's do the damn thing. <laughs> that's the joke that I would stick with. You're welcome. Um. Well, we really appreciate you guys listening. If you uh, want to help others find uh, the show, you can leave us a rating review on iTunes or anywhere that you get your uh, podcasts. Uh, plus, remember that every time you leave us a rating, we'll take extra special care of your family's most beloved chisels. <laughs> uh, and with that, you can find information on today's episode on our website, which is www.grantworkpodcast.com. And while you're there... Why don't you guys sign up for our newsletter where you can get uh, notified whenever an episode is released. Why I know don't that you? I, I've been a little uh, lack on that lately. Uh, you know, life has gotten hey, in the way a bit. but Life um, is a highway. I'm going to jump back on that starting um, with this episode. So, uh, Huzzah. You can get exclusive trivia. You can find out what the grunt count is for this week. Mm-hmm. You can even get updates on what Truman and I uh, are doing on other projects. So... <laughs> Um, lastly, you can join the conversation by hitting us up on Facebook or Twitter, where you can find us at GruntWorkPod. With that, I've been Truman Caps. I'm Jennifer Reeser. And I've been Landon Solano. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Oh, that's really good advice. See you next week, folks. (laughs) 